Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Yud Zayin of Masechta Yoma, Daf 17. Um, today's Daf, we finish off of our discussion between the Machlokas, or apparently seemingly Machlokas, if you're Rav Adabrid or Yitzchak, um, between the Mishnah in Masechta Talmud, which says that the Lishkas Atalayim was in the northwestern corner of the Besamoked, whereas the Mishnah Midos says it was in the southwestern corner of the Besamoked. We then move on to the next part of our Mishnah, or really the, fi- the final part of our Mishnah from Yudal Ramadalev, which says that the Kohen Gadol could take whatever part of the Korbanis that he wants, and we discussed that a little bit. We'll see a machlokus between Abaye and Rava in terms of how exactly he was able to divide up his portions. So, um, let us begin on Daaf, Yudzayin Amud Aleph, second line of the page. Rav Adar Brei, Dev Yitzchak Omar, Ha'ilishka Aktsuyi Mekatsya, Uda'asu Mitzofen, Mitzchazile Bedarim, Uda'asu Midarim, Mitzchazile Bitzofen. Uwah. So it says Rav Adar Brei, Dev Yitzchak, that there's actually no, there's, <coughs> there's no problem, there's no machlokas over here. There's no machlokas lemaisa. Both in the Mishnah in Masechta Midos and in the Mishnah in the Mishnah Masechta Talmud, everyone agrees that the Lishkas Beis Atzlayim was in the southwestern, no, this yes, yes, southwestern part of the Beis Hamoked. Basically, it would go from the southwestern. It would basically span like most of the. Western side of the base Hamoked, according to Rav Adabredi of Yitzchak, right? So, for example, you had in the northwestern corner, you had one office. You had another office in the northeastern corner and another office in the southeastern corner. And then you have this Lishgas base Atzlaim, which wasn't quite in the southwestern corner. It was more on the western side towards the southwestern corner, but it kind of ran the most of the span of the western side, right? Now, so, so, so it was mostly in the southwestern side, but it really ran, you know, the span of most of the western side until, you know, it got close to sort of the north, meaning it's the, the western, it, it spanned kind of the western side from close to the southwestern corner. It then kind of went across the western wall until it got close to the northwestern corner where there was another office. Um, and the reason why in Masech the Talmud it says that the Lishkas Beis Atzlaim was in the northwestern corner was because um, if you're coming from the south, it looked like it was in the east because it kind of spanned most of the way of the western. Well, no. What if you're coming from the south? It looked like it was in the north, right? Meaning again, we're on the western side of the Beis Hamoked. Now, if you're coming from the south. West, so it looks kind of like it's in the northwest. If you come from the northwest, it looks like it's in the southwest. But the fact of the matter is, according to everybody, it was really in the southwest. All right. God, I think I confused myself, but I, I hope I didn't confuse you. Anyways, so let's so let's read that again. So Right, this. Lishka really was along the western wall from the south, you know, from from close to the southwestern point to close to the northwestern point. 
With us, Mitzafin Mitzchazle Bedarim, and if you're coming from the north, it looked like it was in the south. With us, Midarim Mitzchazle Bedarim, and if you're coming from the south, it looked like it was in the north. But again, the fact of the matter is, it was along the western wall, um, mostly in the southwestern part. Um, yeah, fine. Umistabra, the Mayrav is Dromis Havoy. And it makes sense to say that it was mainly in the um, southwestern part of the base Hamoked, according to all opinions. Mimai, how come? Midu aminan lechem aponim alechem aponim. Umishaninan am Ravunabreder of Yeshua, Makachashiv derech Yom and Makachashiv derech Smol. Because both Mishnayas in Mesech the Tomid and Mesech the Midas also mention the lechem haponim, right? The, the place where they prepare the lechem haponim. So the the Mishnah in Mesechta um, uh, Midos is more explicit about it, and it says Dromus Mizrachis that in the southeastern corner of the Beis Hamoked, Hilishkashayu Osim Balechem Aponim. That's where the Lechem Aponim was made in the southeastern corner. Now the Mishnah in so that was Mishnah Midos. The Mishnah in Tamid, however, was not explicit. It just listed four. Offices in the Beisam. Okay, the first of which was in was the Lishkas Beisatloim, which it said was in the northwestern corner. It then listed all the other offices, with the final one being where they prepared the lechem upon him. So again, in the Mishnah in Midos, it says that the office of the lechem upon him was in the south. Eastern corner, whereas in the Mishnah in so that was in Midos, in the Mishnah in Tamid, it doesn't say exactly where the office of the Lechem upon him was. However, it lists all four offices, Mistama in some kind of order, right? Mistama in some kind of chronological order in terms of clockwise or counterclockwise. The first one being the Lishkas Bezatlaim, which it says is in the north. Eastern, no, northwestern part, a uh, uh, corner of the Beis Hamoked, concluding with the office where they prepared the Lechem Aponim, where it doesn't, and it doesn't say exactly which corner it was in, but we want to conclude that it makes sense to say that both in the Mishnah in Midos and in the, in, in the Mishnah in Tamid, they agree that the reality is that the Lishkas Beis Atlaim was in the southwestern corner of the base Hamoked. And the only reason why it says in Mesech Tatamid that it was in the northwestern corner was just your perspective that if you're coming from the south, it looked like it was in the northwestern corner. And says of Unabredi of Yeshua that it makes sense because how do you resolve the two Mishnayis in terms of vis-a-vis the, the, the office where they prepared the Lechem Aponim? If you want to say that they're both saying the same thing, well, then we could say it like this. Well, in Mesechta Midos, it's clear, right? It says it explicitly that the office where they prepared the Lechem Aponim was in the southeastern corner of the Beis Hamoked. Says Ravun Bred of Yeshua, we could say that the Mishnah in Mesechta Tamid agrees with that if we say that the reality is that in Masechta Tamid, even though it says that the Lishkas Beisatolim was in the northwestern corner, the reality is that it was in the southwestern 
corner, it just looked like it was in the northwestern corner. And then, if that's the case, then you could say that in Masech Tatamid, when it lists the four offices, it's listing them clockwise. With the final office being the office of the Lechem Aponim, which was in the southeastern corner. So, if we say that in Masech Tatamid, when it says that the Lishkas Beisatzloim was in the northwestern corner, really it was in the southwestern corner. So then it lists first the uh, uh, Lishkas Atloim, which was in the south, which we're saying, which reality was in the southwestern corner. And then afterwards it lists the Lishkas uh, Achosamos, which then if we're going clockwise would be in the northwestern corner. Vachas Lishkas Besamoked, and then the Lishkas Besamoked, which was in the northeast corner, and then finally Vachas Lishkas Shosimba Lechmaponim, which would be in the southeast corner. And therefore, so says the Gemara, so Mimaydu Midu Aminon. Lechem aponim, lechem aponim. From the fact that we say, wait, but it mentions the lechem aponim both in Talmud and in Midos from Shanin, and we answer, yeah. One round of the Amr is saying counterclockwise, i.e., right? Meaning, if you imagine you're standing in front of the Beis Hamoked, so if you turn right, so then and go around the building, so you'll be going counterclockwise. So Misachta Midos, we're going counterclockwise. So first, it mentions the Lishkas Atloim in the south western corner and then counterclockwise you get to the southeastern corner which is where the Lechem Aponim office was. And in Masech Tomid we are going clockwise and therefore it says first Lishkas Hatzloim which in reality we're saying was in the southwestern corner even according to the Mishnah in Masech Tomid it's just a matter of perspective. And then you get to the Besachosamos in the northwestern then you get to the Lishkas Besamok in the Northeastern, and finally to the Lishkas Lechem Aponim in the southeastern, and um, both of them actually agree. So therefore, it makes sense to say that even according to Masech Tatamid, the Lishkas Atulayim was in the southwestern corner. It just looked like it was in the northern northwestern corner. If you're coming from the south, that's how you can reconcile the Lechem Aponim question and say that both in Tamid and in Midos, the Lishkas Lechem Aponim was in the southeastern corner. But if you say that no, the Lishkas Atulayim was Mamish in the northwestern corner, so so my teyutz the Lechem Aponim. Well, then how do you reconcile the Lechem Aponim? How are you going to, you know, in, in, in Mesechta Midos, we're saying it was in the southeastern corner, but if you say that in Mesechta Tamid, the Lishka Satalim was Mamish in the northwestern corner, well then, how are you going to calculate that the um, Lishka Slechem Aponim was in the southeastern corner? If you go clockwise, then it would be in the uh, southwestern corner. If you go counterclockwise, it would be in the northeastern corner. It wouldn't be in the southeastern corner. So um, so rather it must be that the Lishka Satsulaim was in fact in the southwestern corner of the Besamoket. It just looked like it was in the northwestern corner. But one second, we said that whenever you go, you should always go right. And therefore, how can we be saying 
that the Mishnah in Midos is, is, is mentioning the offices counterclockwise, which would be going left. No. Clockwise. So how can we say that the Mishnah in Talmud is going clockwise, which would be, um, which would be going to your left, but I thought we always go to your right. So, and when we say always go to your right, that's in the context of, of the Avodah and the Besamikdash, but here we're just giving a Cheshbin, here we're just calculating and, and, we're, and we're listing things how they were, we don't necessarily have to be going right per se. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty technical, right? Let's go on. So we had said in the Mishnah and, and Daf Yudalid that in general, well, let's say this, during the seven days of quarantine, the Kohen Gadol did all of the Avodah himself. However, in general, he doesn't have to. In general, the Kohen Gadol could do whatever he wants. If he wants to be makrif, he can be makrif. If he wants to eat, he can eat. And now the Gemara is going to explain what that means. What does it mean that the Kohen Gadol can offer sort of first? So, Omer, Olazo, Ani Makriv, Minchazo, Ani Makriv. Pretty simple. He says, well, they're offering a Korban Ola, and he says, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to offer the Ola. Or they're offering a Korban Mincha. He says, you know what, I'm going to offer the Korban Mincha. So he does. What does it mean that he gets the first, that he can take the first part? He goes over to a Korban Chatas that the Quran I'm about to eat. He says, you know what, I'm going to eat this Korban Chatas. Or they're about to... Um, Eat a Korban Ashram. He says, you know what? I'm going to eat this Korban Ashram. He could make the rules like that. He could decide what he's going to eat, decide what he's going to offer. And Shavuos, when they offer the Shte Alechem, the two loaves of wheat bread from the new harvest, so he could take one of them. And every week when they offered the Lechem upon him, well, not offered, but every week, right, there would be new Lechem upon him. There were 12 of these loaves of bread every single week. And every Shabbos, they would um, eat. The, they they would divide up these breads and eat them. So we're saying that um, he could take four or five of those breads. We're gonna it's gonna we're gonna see a machlokas about how exactly you calculate four or five. Rabbi Omer Olam Chamish. Rabbi says no. He always takes five. Shinemar as the pasuk says, that the pasuk says that it will be for Aharon and his children. Half of it goes to Aharon and half of it goes to his children. Now you might be wondering, wait, so isn't half of 12 six? Why, why is Rebbe saying that half would be five? We'll, we'll, we'll get there in a minute. Hagufa Kasher. We said one second. I don't understand. On the one end, Amart Notochala Achas Mishtechalos Mani Rebbe. On the one end, we say that he could take one of the two breads of the Lechem upon him, uh, uh, one of the two breads of the Shteh Lechem on Shavuos, which sounds like Rebbe, who says in the Sefer, that that um half of it goes to her and half of it goes to his children. So this sounds like Rabbi. Dharma Palga Shakula says they could take half. But then when we move on to the next section, it says But then it says that from the Lechem upon him could take either four or five. And again, we're going to have to explain what this means, four or five. It takes either four or five. But that sounds like it's not like Rebbe, because Rebbe would say it takes half. But this is less than half. Four, right? I mean, even if you say that we're only dividing up a total of ten out of the twelve breads, so then half of that, that is five. If you get, if you're saying four or five, well then that must be according to the rabbis who say that Itaka takes less than. That the coin God doesn't exactly take half, he takes less than half. 
But then if we look at the Seifa, if we continue, it says, Then Rebbe argues and he says, no, he always takes five. So meaning on the one hand, the Reisha, which says that he takes one of the two, sounds like Rebbe, who says that he takes half. But then we say that from the Lechem Aparnim, takes four or five, which sounds like the Rabbis, who say Taka takes a little bit less than half. And then we're saying that according to Rebbe, he always takes five of the Lechem Aparnim. So Reisha Vesefer Rebbe Mitzioso Rabbanon, we're saying that the first part is Rebbe and the last part is Rebbe, but in the middle we have the Rabbis. So Amr Abayi, it says Abayi Reisha Mitzioso Rabbanon. So it says Abayi, actually the Reisha, where we say that he takes one of the two, Shteyalechem on Shavuos, is actually the Rabbis. And then of course the middle part is also the Rabbis, where we say that he takes four or five of the Lechem upon him, that he's taking less than half. But one second, by the by 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 the Shtealechem, if he's taking one of the two Shtealechem, well doesn't that sound like Rebbe who says that he takes half? One of two is half. The reason why the rabbis would say that when it comes to the Shtealechem, the Kohen Gadol would take one of the two, which is half and not less than half, that's because it's not Michubad, it's not it's not honorable to give the Kohen Gadol a piece of bread. You give him a whole bread. And therefore, since there are only two breads, so if we're going to give him anything, it's going to be a whole bread. And therefore, he, Lemaise ends up taking half, but that's not because he's entitled to half. It's just because we don't want to give him less than a whole piece of bread, which Mimele means he's going to have a half. But really, the first part, which says that he takes one of the two, and the second part of the Bryson, which says that he takes four or five, which we're about to explain, of the Lechem upon him, both of those are the rabbi's opinion. And then Rebbe says at the end, that when it comes to Lechem upon him, he always takes five, which is half. So now, says Abai, he explains, what does it mean that the rabbis say that the Kohen Gadol takes either four or five of the Lechem upon him? So remember, so the Lechem upon him, what were the Lechem upon him? So every week, they would write, Beis Garmu, they would, they would prepare these special loaves of bread, these 12 loaves of bread that they would store um, that they would then take into the, as we learned in Mesech Tashkalim, there were different tables there in the uh, Ulam that they would um, take the breads in on Shabbos and put them in the Shulchan and take out the breads from that were there uh, the, the week before and they would stay fresh the entire week and then they would replace the breads every Shabbos and then they would divide up the breads from, right, that, right, that were that were meaning every Shabbos they would replace the breads from the week before with new breads, and then they would divide up the breads from the week before half to the mishmar that was coming in, because the the mishmars that we've learned about would transition on Shabbos. So half of the twelve breads would go to the mishmar that was leaving, and half of them would go to the mishmar that was coming. Okay, fine. Now my eyebrow chamish. So what does it mean that if the coin gadol wants? He could take four or five of these breads. So the Rabbanon, the Aminichnos Notel Sheish, Yotze Notel Sheish. So according to the rabbis who say that of the Lechem Aponim, the 12 loaves, six of them go to the Mishmar that is coming, and six of them go to the Mishmar that is leaving. Vishayagafaz Lossos Lo. And nobody is taking any extra breads for, for the fact that they're closing up the gates on Motsoy Shabbos. 
don't, don't worry about that. We'll get that in, for a minute in a minute from now with Rabbi Yehuda. So Mishtem essay by Mipalig. So therefore, according to the rabbis, six of these breads go to the Mishmar that's leaving. Six of the breads go to the Mishmar that's coming. So that's a total of twelve. The Kohen Gadol could take half of it. So that is six. So now Batzer Chadamipalga Chameshakil. However, the opinion of the rabbis we we had said a minute ago, unlike Rebbe who says that the Kohen Gadol takes fifty percent, the the opinion of the rabbis is that he takes a little bit less than. 50%. And therefore, right, the opinion of the rabbis, it takes less than 50%. And therefore, if we're saying that all 12 breads are divided up among the Kohanim, half of them to the Mishmar that's leaving, half of them to the Mishmar that is coming, and we're saying that the Kohen Gadol could take a little bit less than, than, than half, well, half of 12 is 6, a little bit less than that is 5. So that would be how he's taking 5. And the Rabbi Yehuda, according to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, no Sheva, so, according to Rabbi Yehuda, however, there, the Mishmar that is coming in, the new Mishmar, they're going to have to lock up all the gates of the, uh, of the Beis HaMikdash on Motsoi Shabbos. And therefore, as, as payment, as reimbursement for their efforts, they get two extra breads. And therefore, of the twelve breads, seven go to the Mishmar that comes. And five of them go to the Mishmar that's leaving. And those extra two breads that go to the Mishmar that comes are untouchable. That is theirs. The Kohen Gadol doesn't take anything from those. Those are out of the Cheshman. And therefore, what's left? Ten breads. Of those ten breads, the Kohen Gadol could take half of them. However, according to the rabbis, the Kohen Gadol doesn't take half. He takes a little bit less than half, so he takes four. Okay, so So we're talking about dividing up a total of ten breads because two of them are are are, are not are, are out of the picture. But so you you take one the coin god would take one less than half, Vishakil Arba and he takes four. Right? Because if we have ten breads to Khajbin and we're saying half and that is five, and the coin god takes a little bit less than that, so he takes four. That is how we get to according to the opinion of the rabbis. Who argue on Rebbe and say that the Kohen Gadol takes a little bit less than half? That's how he could take four or five of the lechem upon him. If we're talking about, um, according to the opinion of the rabbis, that they divide that we have start with a total of twelve, so then half of that is six, a little bit less than that is five. According to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, who says that we start out with ten because two of them are are, are payment for the Mishmar Haba Hanichnas. So then we start with 10, you divide in 2 is 5, a little bit less than that is 4, that's how we get to 4 or 5. Rava Omar says, Rava, Kula Rebihi. Rava wants to say that actually this Bryce is entirely Rebi, entirely Rebi. And therefore, when it says half of the Shte'alechem on Shavuos, makes sense, one of the two breads, that's 50%, that's Rebi's opinion. Certainly in the Sefer, where it says that Rebi says that the Kohen Gadol always takes 5, Okay, we're going to say that's Rebbe's opinion. Well, obviously it's Rebbe's opinion. It says that Rebbe Omer. And then the middle, we're going to say, where it says four or five, we're going to say that that's also the opinion of Rebbe. Okay, knew how. Rav Amar Kula Rebbe. Rav wants to say it's all Rebbe. Vesavrlak Rebbe Yehuda. And Rebbe holds like Rebbe Yehuda. Okay, and Rebbe Yehuda says that two of the breads are out of the picture because they go to pay for the Nichnasa, the, 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 the Mishma Nichnas for closing all the gates on Mutsuri Shabbos. So, we start with 10, okay, and the Kohen Gadol could take half, according to Rebbe. 
But then how do you get to four? Shouldn't it always be five? If you're Rebbe and you hold like Rebbe Yehuda, that um, we're starting with a total of 10 breads and you divide that in two, that's five. How could the coin gold ever take four? Lokash, it's no problem. It depends if there is a Mishmar that is sticking around or not. What is this Mishmar Masakev? What, what, what is this Mishmar that sticks around? So interestingly, so on, on the Shalash Rugalim, so all the Mishmaros work in the Beis HaMikdash. It's very busy. All the, all the Mishmaros work in the Beis HaMikdash. So, right, we had said that there's 24 Mishmaros and each Mishmar works two weeks a year. However, on the festivals, all the Mishmaros come and do their work. So now on the Shabbos that falls out during the festival, so all of the Mishmars divide up the Lechem upon him amongst themselves. So as unlike a regular week where it was just two Mishmaros, the one that's coming and the one that's going, and they would divide up the, the Lechem upon him. On the Shalosh Rugalim, all of the Mishmaros who were there would divide up the Lechem upon him. Okay. And what if um, Yom Tiv, you know, let's say the first day of Pesach is on a Sunday. So the Mishmaros already had to get there the day before. Well, before Shabbos. So even though that Shabbos is technically not Yom Tif, it's the day before Yom Tif, but since all the Mishmaros had to be there already, so they can also divide up equally uh, in that case. And also if the last day of Yom Tif, the last day of Pesach, let's say, was a Friday, so then the Shabbos that follows, even though it's no longer Pesach, but they would also, all the Mishmaros who were there already, this could be Sukkot also, or Shavuos, whatever it is, all the Mishmaros who were there already would also divide up equally on Shabbos because, um, you know, it's not like they could have gotten back home, and they, it's not like they had a chance to get home after Yom Tif. Anyways. Um, the Shaila is what happens when the last day of Yom Tif is a Thursday, or the first day of Yom Tif is a Monday. Right? Let's say the first day of Yom Tif is a Monday, and you have Mishmaros who got there already before Shabbos. Or if the last day of Yom Tif was on a Thursday and you had Mishmaros who they didn't leave immediately on Friday, they, 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 they stayed in Jerusalem for the following Shabbos as well. So are they able to divide up in the Lechem Aparim and take a part of the Lechem Aparim as well? So the answer is we give them two breads and say here, however many people you are, divide it up amongst yourself. Whether you're a million people, whether you're five people, it doesn't matter. Here's two of the breads. Divide, the, divide, right, divide it up yourselves. So in that case, so if you're of Yehuda and two of the breads to begin with are going to the Mishmar and Nichnas because they're going to be locking up the gates on Mutsari Shabbos. So now you're left with 10. And then if it's also this case where you have the Kohanim who, who either got there early for Yom Tif or stayed around later after Yom Tif, we give them two breads and say divide it up amongst yourselves. You're only left with eight. And Rebbe says that the Kohen Gadol takes half. So you could take four. But on a, in, a, in a Shabbos where there's no you know, Mishmars that stuck around, so then it's a total of 10 and he takes 5. So again, Lokasha the Ika Mishmar Misakev, it depends if there's a Mishmar that stuck around after Yom Tiv or got there early before Yom Tiv. Hadalek Mishmar Misakev, or it depends if it's a week where, you know, regular week where there's no Mishmar Misakev. Ika Mishmar Misakev, Mishmona Bayle Miflog, Vishokil Arbo. So if there is this Mishmar that kind of got there earlier, stuck around late, well then they get two breads. So yeah, you start with 12, you subtract two that goes to Mishmar Nichmas, you subtract another two that goes to Mishmar Misakev, you're left with eight. The Kohen Gadol takes four. Yileka Mishmar Misakev, if there's not, if there isn't this Mishmar Misakev, so then Me'eser Bayle Miflog, so then you get rid of two and you give it to the Mishmar Nichmas as payment for 
closing up the gates, and you're left with ten. So Master by the Miflag, you you divide up ten in two Vishakal Khamish, the coin could take five, Iachi, my Rebbi Omer, the Olam Khamish, Kasha. But if that's the case, we ask against Rava, because Rava says that the entire price is really Rebbe. Right? But then what does it mean though that Rebbe seems to be arguing in the end and saying, Rebbe says no, it's always five. We just said that, you know, if we want to argue that the middle is Rebbe, then sometimes it's four, sometimes it's five. It's not so smooth to say that, you know, when Rebbe jumps in at the end, he's really jumping in on his own opinion that he said a second ago, which is different than what he's saying now. It's not, it's not so simple. So that, so the Gemara leaves off with the Kasha on Rav. Anyways, that was that Yudzayin Masech Yoma. Yeah, it was very, very technical, right? I mean, we started off discussing the Lishkas uh, Atloim, tried to make a unity solution between, uh, right, by Rav Adabar, Brader of Yitzchak, to say that actually both in Yoma, uh, in, in, in Tamid and in Midos, really the Lishkas Atloim is in the southwestern corner of the Beis Hamoket. And when it says that it's in the northwestern corner of the Beis Hamoket, it's really just from your perspective, if you're coming from the south, it looks like it's in the northwestern corner, but really it is in the southwestern corner. And then we discussed how the Kohen Gadol can um, take whatever, he can eat whatever portions of the Korbanos he wants, he can offer whatever Korbanos he wants. Um, then we also got into the uh, division up of the Lechem upon him and the Shtei Lechem. We, right, we said that by the Shtei Lechem, the Kohen Gadol could take one of the two of uh, uh, breads on Shavuos. And then when it comes to Lechma Ponim, which was every week, so we saw two opinions. One is that he could take four or five. The other is that he could, Rebbe says that he could take five, which is really half. And the question is, how do we resolve these things? Who's saying what? Because the ratio sounds like Rebbe who says half, and the Seifa is definitely Rebbe. What about the middle? Sounds like it's the rabbis. What's going on? So Abai says, look, actually the ratio and the, and the middle are both the rabbis. And even though the rabbis say that generally the, the Kohen Gadol would take slightly less than half, um, that's not possible by the Shtei Lechem because slightly less than half would be less than one whole bread. We don't want to give the Kohen Gadol less than a whole bread. So we give him one whole bread, which technically is half, but that's okay according to the rabbis. And the middle part is that it's four or five, um, depending on if we go like the opinion of the rabbis versus Rabbi Yehuda regarding how many uh, breads are actually available to be divided up. The opinion of Rabbi Yehuda is that you actually only have 10 available breads to divide up because two automatically go to the Mishmar and Nichnas as payment, right, to the incoming Mishmar as payment for locking the gates of the base Mitesh at night. And therefore, you really only have 10 to begin with. And according to the rabbis, the Kohen Gadol only takes less than half. So therefore, 10 divided by 2 is 5. A little bit less than that is 4. That's how you get to 4. Whereas the opinion of the rabbis and the machlokas between the Rabban and Rabbi Yehuda with regards to how many breads you start out with is that you don't have to give two breads to the Mishmar and Nichnas as any payment for closing the gates. So therefore we start out with 12, you divide that in half at 6, a little bit less than that is 5, and that's how you can get 4 or 5. According to Rava, the, all the opinions there is actually Rebbe, so of course one of the two um, um, of the Shteilechim is 50%, like Rebbe's opinion. When it says 4 or 5, well then let's jump to the Seifa where it says that Rebbe says that it's always 5, so that's obviously also Rebbe's opinion. And then we can explain the middle part as well, where when it says 4 or 5, that actually depends on if there is like extra Mishmaros around the time of Yom Tif. If there are these extra Mishmaros, well then they also get 2. So And he holds like Rebbe Yehuda. So therefore in addition to the fact that 2 breads are going to the Mishmar and Nichnas as payment, for locking the gates. So now you only start with 10. Two of them are then going to this other Mishmar that came early for Yom Tiv or stick around after Yom Tiv. So therefore, you really only have eight left. And 
um, the coin god look at the calf, which is four. But if there aren't these mishmars who got there earlier stuck around, so then you, you could start with ten and you could take five. That's to get four or five. Then we asked, we ended with the kasha and rava because, um, how could you say that it's all Rebbe if Rebbe seems to be arguing specifically at the end? All right, Chavid, that was the Yudzain. Hope you enjoyed. Peace out.